Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Does your warehouse waste time and money managing forklift batteries? Enersys can energize your operations with a customized solution, delivering the power you need while minimizing ownership costs. Enersys starts by analyzing your operations and then selecting from their comprehensive range of battery and charger technologies, develops a truly optimized system tailored to your needs. Enersys gives you the power to increase productivity and profitability. See how Enersys puts power in motion for you at Enersys.com. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. On today's episode, I am going to be joined by Jeff Scott. He is the CEO and founder at Infinite Peripherals. Infinite Peripherals is working with wearable devices and developing wearable devices for the warehousing and fulfillment space. And we're going to talk to Jeff a little bit about, you know, how did Infinite Peripherals come about and and why did he decide to, to found this company and two new products that they have as well. And also a little bit about the evolution of wearable devices and how they're really helping in the current labor market and some of the labor challenges we've had, not only in bringing in new employees, but also in the the retention of labor as well. So Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Definitely happy to have you on. Happy to talk about these topics. I think they, you know they're very relevant to our industry right now. But before we get into some of those details and things, why don't you tell us a little bit about Infinite Peripherals, what it is that you guys do, and you know, as the the founder, as yourself, talk to us a little bit about how you came to this point of wanting to bring Infinite Peripherals to life. So the company was founded back in 1993, mm-hmm. uh, right out of college. And of course, you know, we were doing things different back then. We were just right. doing distribution of point of sale equipment. Mm-hmm. So receipt printers, pole displays, cast drawers. And that was back in 1993. Mm-hmm. And as time moved on, we saw the onset of the PDA kind of take center stage and starting to bleed over into the business world. Mm-hmm. So we brought to market a sled that you would slide the Palm Pilot into, have a a hard connection and be able to provide remote receipts. So it was a more economical, let's say, choice for customers to be able to be able to do that. We worked with a lot of water delivery companies, Mm -hmm. warehouse management companies to be able to provide a hard copy receipt, leveraging the consumer device being the the Palm Pilot or the Handspring Visor. And then as time rolled on, we had customers come to us saying, can you support a Windows-based device. Mm. 
And I don't know if you remember the compact IPAC. That was a, yeah. a model that was out. And we, we built a sled that not only had printing, but also a MagStripe reader for credit card authorization. Mm-hmm. And we were working in the airline space 20 years ago doing food on board as well as duty-free, which has now become more of a staple in today's you know airline world. Yeah. Um, and then other companies come to us and asked us if we can support signature capture, if we can support barcode scanning, and then Blackberries. Blackberry was the 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 business model of choice back in the day. They dominated the industry, and what changed my life and, and the company's life was in January of two thousand eight. We were at the National Retail Show in New York, and we were in the Blackberry booth. And we had a solution called Mobile Charge. It was software and hardware. And we had a demonstration where we had product out. We would scan, 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 rang up a total, swiped a credit card, real-time authorization, printed out a receipt. We impressed the powers that be at Apple Retail. Mm-hmm. They really loved what they saw. Of course, they wanted it on their own platform. Right. They had a concept for their stores, and they wanted us to they come to Cupertino to work on a on a solution so over the next 18 months we did six different variations of the product until the final version was approved by steve jobs himself and we rolled out 8,000 units and replaced symbol devices people didn't realize that apple retail stores had symbol devices in them Mm. as their first generation easy pay we replaced them with our linea pro model which had four simple features barcode scanning three-track MagStripe reader for payments, protective case, and a battery backup for extended use in the stores. We rolled out the week before Black Friday, November 2009, scared us to death, (laughs) but it went without a hitch. And Mm. in fact, and it was only in the U.S., all the store numbers went up Mm. in terms of the per ticket and number of items purchased. So Ron Johnson, who was the VP of retail at the sign, didn't believe the numbers and asked the team to find the glitch, fix the glitch, and give me the real numbers. Mm. Well, after the fourth time of doing that, he realized that they were selling more Apple Care and more accessories, in which the margins are pretty high. And then they realized it was because of the EasyPay solution and the appropriate associate staying with the consumer. They bought another 17,000 units, and that was our first real flag of the sand yeah. into that space. So as an organization, as a company, we've been supporting taking a consumer device and making it enterprise ready. And we've deployed close to 3 million devices doing exactly that. Mm. Interesting. So so now it's interesting, I mean, to hear the, the evolution of that. And it's kind of interesting, too, in the, the idea of you guys kind of follow the evolution of our our personal devices as well and and saw you know how do we utilize those in an enterprise Mm -hmm. sense which i think makes makes a lot of sense in in a way and you know it's really interesting to see how that grew so now i guess talk to us a little bit about how did you know coming up with those solutions and you know especially that apple one is a is a big one how did that now translate over into the warehousing space and how did you get more involved in that space yeah it it basically was an evolution of front of house back of house Mm -hmm. and inventory is a requirement from 
you know, every individual may be an individual at the flea market to a, a large major retailer. So having that ability to understand and, and leverage the input of that information is key. And so we're we're seeing kind of a little bit of a, a transformation of of these companies looking at doing more than just a purpose-built scanning device. They want it to be able to serve as MPOS, so mobile point of sale in the front end and the back end when the inventory arrives, being able to scan in a, a pallet or a container of products. So for us, you know, we're we're taking our kind of our core competence associated with taking a consumer device and building the peripherals that provide multifunctional functionality to it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting to see how it, it translates over. And and you said something there about you know expanding the 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 front of house and into the the back of the house in in a sense. And I think we've certainly seen that in the last couple of years here becoming such a, a trend for for the retail where you know we're seeing not only are we having you know, easier payment solutions, mobile payment solutions, like you talked about with the the Apple Store, and you know we see them at, at places like Target. But you know, it's also now we're we're fulfilling it from the the store itself as well, and, and people are using those devices to to do that picking and getting things out there for you know customers directly from the store and different configurations in that sense. And it, we can use the same devices kind of interchangeably for for front end and back of house. We'll be back after a quick break. You hear a lot about supply chains these days, because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It allows for training to be transparent as well. Mm -hmm. Because if you take something that you know from home and put it in your hands at the workplace, Mm -hmm. then training is almost non-existent. And we've seen that evolution occur in a lot of different vertical markets that in the past required a tremendous amount of training. You know, in your home state, we actually work with New Jersey Transit. They leverage our technology for, you know, buses uh, and trains. And, you know, one of the, the other big ones that we had to overcome, I guess, which is very prevalent in your area is Amtrak. You know, you look at a a customer like that, that's been, every conductor has an average of 35-year, 10-year union government Mm -hmm. and replacing a 100-year-old technology hole punch. Mm -hmm. That was was a challenging one. But when they realized it made their day more efficient, where at the end of the day, they didn't have to reconcile, everything was already done through the application, Mm -hmm. then after the the 30-unit pilot, the the conductors didn't want to return the devices. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And I, I think that's a, a good point as well. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of times we talk about the 
the technology being easy for for new users coming into your operation but a lot of times we don't talk about the the veterans in a sense that may be stuck in their ways a little bit right so so that's a great example of you know talking about all those different kind of hurdles in a sense right a long tenure doing the same thing for for so many years and now you know having to get them to to change a little bit and and do these things is you know a little a little challenging in a sense but the the fact that they're able to see the ease of use almost immediately i think is a is a key right because if you run into you know frustration with technology you tend to tend to dismiss it pretty quickly i, I think would you would you agree absolutely yeah people want something that's simple and easy mm -hmm. and if you have to spend a day or a week on training and how to use that product mm -hmm. then it becomes very difficult so from from our end being in a position where coming from a background of leveraging that consumer device and and adding the features that make it universal to a variety of different functionalities it's been good for us because people want to do more with less yeah absolutely and I, I think it's it's pretty interesting and and it's interesting to hear how you guys have evolved these different solutions and and i i really like the the parallel of how you're using you know these personal devices and and bringing them into the the enterprise world so it's, so it's very similar in that sense so I, i'm curious you know right now from your your customers and you know especially on the the warehouse and fulfillment side what are some of like the most requested solutions and and problems that that customers are facing or or coming to you asking for a solution for? Well, one of the other items that I didn't necessarily mention earlier, but mm -hmm. we we also took on the ability to to do software. So mm. not only do we create hardware, we also do software. And you know, to provide the appropriate utilities, we work with a lot of different ISVs, but in certain scenarios, we'll take on a build because it makes sense for us as an organization. And one of our major customers is actually the U.S. Post Office. Mm. So we do the software for the 300,000 mail carriers, which I believe is one of the largest, if not the largest fleet in the world. Yeah. It's through that experience we're able to get best practices and understand what their true needs are. Um, and we know that not, you know, one size doesn't fit all. So we try to customize wherever's needed. And so through our, our customer base, we're able to grab information of what they're looking for. And from a, a warehousing MPOS state, we've seen the need for customers that want to give their associates a a familiar consumer device, maybe you know an iPhone or another type device, mm -hmm. and say, okay, this is your device to use for communication, for texting, and so forth. And then, you know, connect it to this payment device when you're doing line busting, and connect it to this barcode scanner when you need to do cycle counts or inventory management. So it's through our our customer engagements that we're gaining a lot of insight in terms of what they're looking for mm. and we're excited to be in a position where not only can we provide that that unique hardware but also the the software may be we've actually built out our own payment gateway mm. to connect as a payment platform and then as well you know we have all the appropriate software utilities to to connect into the let's say native ios native android um, windows or you know, cross-platform Xamarin if you're building it to work off of various devices. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a great thing to have because it's, you know, you know, it's a kind of like a half and half thing. So, you know, you have good hardware, but then, you know, if the software is not necessarily the, the best that you're putting on there, then, you know, maybe limiting the, the potential of the hardware in a sense. So it's, so it's great that you guys have taken on both both sides of that so you know with that being said i mean you guys continue to to evolve i think as you know we've seen through the conversation we've had here and and when it comes to wearable devices you now have two new products that you guys are are coming out with and you know i think there's the nexus connect and the halo ring scanner so talk to us a little bit about each of those individually and how those innovations kind of evolved and and what problems they're really solving so so as a supplier of of unique hardware and people have known us for the apple sled Mm -hmm. you know born out of what we did with the apple stores but we've we've had to evolve we do do a lot of form-fitting designs that are specific to a a specific iphone or Mm -hmm. ipod or an ipad but as you know every year new models come out so right. what we've done is with our Nexus Connect, we teamed up with OtterBox, which is, I think, one of the largest, if not the largest case manufacturer in the world, yeah. and leveraged their ecosystem of their universal case that allows us, and I know this is on um, a podcast, so you can't necessarily see the visual, but yeah. I'll, I'll show you the visual here, Kevin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um so basically being able to provide this, this universe case to your associate mm-hmm. and then be in a position to say, okay, you need to now go out there and count. So being able to connect it in a ergonomic, long distance, short distance uh, mm. variable, and then once completed with that appropriate cycle count, be able to then remove it and then drop on an appropriate payment module that then allows you to handle the sidewalk sale, handle, you know, the Christmas trees or whatever else may be remote or, you know, uh, signups that are at corporations. We're seeing this, even though this isn't technically a wearable, we see it as a universal type product Mm -hmm. that would allow you to do a lot based off of one single device that then the appropriate associate can do multiple functionalities with, where in the past it's predominantly been a, a hard fixed model that has one single purpose. Mm. Very interesting. And and yeah, so it's it's basically like, and it, is it any phone or specific to Apple? or Apple, Samsung, Google, mm-hmm. it'll work with any of, the, of those phones. So that's the uniqueness yeah. that this platform is consistent and that when a new model drops, mm-hmm. OtterBox has the ability to turn the case very quickly. Mm. So then it just uh, expands into the next generation. Not that you have to keep up with the Joneses and always have yeah. the next model, but knowing that it will be supported and the platform for payment and the platform for scanning mm-hmm. are in place, then you just need to bring in that appropriate case that will then work with it. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. So, yeah, I mean, for the listener, I mean, it's basically, you know, you have your 
standard phone with a with a case on it that looks just like a a normal case, nothing like crazy or or bulky or anything like that. And it's basically sliding into these different modules. One module being a handheld scanner, similar what to what you would see as a regular RF scanner, but basically the the phone takes the place of the the screen and and gives you the ability to to utilize that as you said for for cycle counting or scanning whatever the case may be. And then you just swap that out for a different module, which is like a, a payment card swipe or insert, right? And so it's very interesting and very, very flexible. And I think gives you the ability to reduce probably the amount of devices you need overall for your, your company because you can switch them and the, the utilization of them and gives you a lot more flexibility. I think it's, it's very cool. And so the other thing too that you guys are working on, and I think this is... Uh, not necessarily out yet or at least not on the no, website no. you said right so it's, it's not on out. the website we're mm-hmm. actually we did a soft launch where we showed the functionality at the modex trade show okay and got tremendous response from it and we're actually going to be deploying the production model of this version this month oh very nice all right so that's the our uh, halo ring scanner right correct Okay. Correct. So th- this is our first actual wearable where it, it was designed. It's an it's an Android all-in-one device mm-hmm. that has an OLED screen okay. that is unique in the sense of there are other ring scanners that are out there, but they're Bluetooth and they need a a supplement device to right. to, to house the information. You know, maybe a device on a cart, may it be you know on a wall. Because we've seen a lot with our customer bases that mm. require the ability to have real-time information, but also the ability to use both hands. So this was designed to be able to scan and then take action. Mm. So if it's a if you're doing a sortation and you need to put this at a specific route, then you can scan it, you can grab the package and then move it to that location. Mm. Also for, let's say, if you're at a grocery store and you're picking to a specific curbside pickup or delivery, you can, let's say, scan the appropriate item and it'll give you positive feedback that that's that's what was ordered Mm. uh, right there on on your hands. So it, it's the efficiencies of, of having the ability with, with one hand to be able to scan, to have the details, and also to take action. So if you're, if you're picking something and it calls for four, but there's only three, we actually have three programmable buttons that allow you to, to go, okay, you know, I only have three of those. So then you can put in there that there's only three and, and make those, those changes on the fly. So we're, we're really excited about it. it. It weighs three ounces and very compact. And as mentioned, it's that autonomy to be able to grab something right. and have full use of hands without having to put it down. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, typically like a ring scanner you would see is like on the, like a, a single finger, right? Or there's some other stuff maybe that's like on the top of the hand and this is actually like covering two fingers in, in a sense but it and when you're ready to use it you just kind of pull it in like make a fist and you're going to scan and it also has the screen right on there and I, I definitely like the idea that it's not having to be attached to another device like it's not just 
performing the scanning function. It has the screen on it as well. It's giving you the information and giving the ability to, to do what you need to do without having to wear something either on your, your hip or your wrist or headset for, for voice or anything like that. So it's pretty pretty flexible and definitely can see how it gives you that ability to, to take action, as you said, without having to put the device on, but still having the screen if you need to double check the information or something like that. I think it's really, really smart. So it'd be interesting to see that rolling out. Yeah, and it's you know as mentioned, mm-hmm. you know with the, with the programmable buttons, you can go through the different applications. It has the appropriate touchscreen, interchangeable battery because we know mm-hmm. that's a big part of being in the field. Right, and it's IP65, so it's it's mm-hmm. durable. And as mentioned, you know, being three ounces, the and the positioning of it, it's it's in the neutral position. Mm. You don't have to turn your arm as or pronate as you do with some of the other models that 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 are out there, that are Bluetooth only, that require you that pronation. So, mm-hmm. in terms of from an employee health scenario with carpal tunnel, we think that based off of our studies, that this would be, you know, a a better ergonomically positioned product for that that picker and sorter yeah absolutely i I can certainly see that it's interesting because the 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 motion that you have to take i think with this one versus some of the other solutions i've seen or or used is certainly a little more natural i think to what you would be used to i mean it's almost like you know if you're gonna point your finger at something it's it's kind of that same type of motion except the the scanners on your finger right so very interesting stuff and it's great to see how your evolution has grown and now you're able to to bring these different devices and and take the knowledge that you've gained from all these other experiences and and put them into solutions that really help not only you know us in the the warehouse environment but also the the retail environment as you mentioned and and multiple different scenarios for businesses so so really interesting to to hear about these new products and and infinite peripherals overall so jeff I'm, i'm really happy i got to talk to you today and thankful for you to come on the the podcast and and discuss these things so if people are more interested to to learn more about infinite peripherals and and learn more about these new products as well how can they do that yeah feel free to send an email to info at ipcmobile.com or visit our website as mentioned the the halo ring it has not yet been officially launched it will be mm-hmm. later later this month our nexus connect is, is front and center and we look forward to working and helping any customer that's interested may that be an isv may that be you know an end user we're here to to help and provide you know our knowledge based off of what we've done to make them more successful all right great and we'll put all that information at the new warehouse.com as well and we'll try maybe we could get some some pictures of the new devices as well that we can put on the website too to share um but definitely interesting things coming and and great to hear about the the launch of the halo ring scanner i'll be looking forward to to see how that rolls out into the market and also how the infinite peripherals continues to to evolve so jeff thank you once again for your time on the show today been listening to the new warehouse podcast with kevin lawton subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com
Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the new warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for the new warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.